Hello again, awesomers. It's me. It's your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and we are at it once again. I'm so glad that you're here joining me today because we're going to talk about coaching and mentoring systems as part of our Founder Foundations podcast mini-series here on the awesomers.com podcast. Now, we're more than a podcast. We're a movement, everybody. Uh, if you haven't been to awesomers.com and joined that movement, go over there. I think we've got a um, some sort of mailing list thing you can join. And the great thing is if you join the mailing list, we send you free stuff. Now, sometimes we send you an automated, like, hey, here's a, a process to find your, your personal why. And here's a functional org chart uh, example. And here's your company story uh, process. So a lot of free goodies. Uh, but we also will send you stuff like, hey, here's a an event we're going to. Why don't you come and join us? Or here's something that we think is important that you should know about. Please uh, pay attention. Uh, what we will not send you is a bunch of solicitations that involve us making money. Anything that we send you that happens to be from a service provider or uh, related to an event or what have you is something that either we believe in, we're going to, we use, but there is no affiliate or anything anything like that baked into it uh, for me. I don't do that kind of stuff. That keeps me uh, kind of clean when it comes to my opinions. I owe nothing to nobody when it comes to that. So if I tell you I believe something's good, you can trust that it's coming from my heart and not from some um, you know, arm's length transaction that somebody's paying me to say these words. So uh, again, uh, full disclosure, um, you know, up until now, I haven't done any uh, affiliate stuff. I don't plan to, but if that ever changes for whatever reason, you know, uh, retirement 2.0 is upon us, everybody. And who knows what the future looks like. Maybe I need a little Scooby snack to pay for an ice cream cone. Um, but I suspect that if I did anything that would change the awesomers.com business model, which uh, it has no business model. The model is I work for free and deliver the content to you. Enjoy. Uh, so far, I think I'm smashing it, but it's not a high ROI business model. But really the business model is this is just my way of giving back. Um, the other way is I volunteer my time at Empowery.com, as many of you already know. And that is a nonprofit cooperative. And really think of it like a trade association uh, but more, right? It's got the elements of a trade association to help advocate and look out for you. It's got a buying group baked into it so that you can earn cash back from vetted resources. And it's even got uh, cash back on those resources I just mentioned. But that cash back is something that's exclusive and you won't find that anywhere else. And finally, there's a community uh, as well that on the Empowery.com platform. So there's a couple little uh, things that I like to do and spend my time in. But if I ever do change the awesomers, like introducing sponsors or other things, I'll be very transparent about it, uh, quite overt. Uh, and unlike so many of the things that I see online where people are completely violating FTC standards, like they'll they'll say, oh, I, I think you should use this or you go try this service or that. And they don't put any disclaimer about compensation. Not only do they have the chance to get in trouble, which I don't want to see, but it's it's a little misleading to the the person that they are you know providing the link to, and ultimately, by the way, the company they're linking to could get into FTC trouble as well. Um, anyway, all right, there's my little aside for you. 
Thanks once again for joining us. And I want to talk very briefly about the coaching and mentoring systems that you need to, to, to build within to your company. Uh, in our prior segment, we talked about business development meetings and how important they are for a weekly one-on-one -on -one between a supervisor and their direct reports. Uh, however, that doesn't mean you're done when it comes to team developments. Those meetings are purely functional, right? It's one week. It's a short, specified time. It's meant to be predictable, and it's meant to be um, very pragmatic, very focused on you know, the here and the now, not on the, the big, bright future that you hope that your employees have with your company. So that means you need to spend a little time thinking about the coaching and mentoring systems. Now, I did allude in one of the prior episodes to some training that, you know, we've brought to bear that Google is helping subsidize. We, we have other training uh, as well in our repertoire, including this type of thing that I'm showing you now. Uh, and, and so those types of things can be part of that coaching and mentoring system, where when somebody achieves a certain level, they deserve a little extra time from management, maybe upper management, or maybe HR to take them into some of these additional opportunities so they can build their skills and they can be coached and mentored in a way that is special and unique to them and helps them focus on their strengths. So one of the Prerequisite, prerequisites for this concept is I highly recommend that you use some sort of process to evaluate their strengths. We use StrengthsFinder and uh, Strengths-Based Leadership as our core foundation, and we send them a link that where they go take the test and they get a copy of you know, StrengthsFinder, and then we can help them not just understand their strengths and see you know, the reports from that, that's kind of a nice little tangible immediate high, but then we want to help them develop those strengths. We also help them become aware of the, the so-called basements, right? The strengths, strengths are when you use them really well. The basement is when you're, you haven't achieved that strength. Uh, or as I like to say, because I'm a Star Wars generation kid, you're living on the dark side of that strength. Uh, an example, um, one of my brothers has communication. He's brilliant. He's bright. The dark side of communication is you can be a blabbermouth or at least perceived that way. And so one could argue, uh, you know, if we're in a, a meeting setting, then we might send a little love note over, whether it's verbal or otherwise, and say, hey, uh, why don't you check on the old communication strength there? And uh, that's kind of like, oh, message received. And that nomenclature becomes very powerful within your company. It, by the way, it works on me too. I have ideation and people can, you know, go, hey, uh, Steve, maybe now's the time to pump the ideation brakes and let us do some freaking work over here. We're tired of hearing about your next harebrained scheme. We need to do stuff. And that's fair enough, right? Sometimes you actually do need to have that back and forth conversation and re realize that, yeah, maybe you're you're trying to do too much too soon. I, I will say the entrepreneurs are impatient in the core of us. And, you know, if you're a team member or, you know, somebody working for an entrepreneur, I feel for you, but know that it comes from a place of, you know, genuine hope and desire and passion. But entrepreneurs, we have to check ourselves and go, you know what, maybe this timeline is not super realistic and we've got to, uh, 
again, pump the brakes for a little bit. So the objective for me is how do you integrate those coaching and mentoring systems into your business, into your management systems? And my advice, first of all, is if you have more than five employees and you're planning on hiring at least five more employees, one of the first hires should be an HR uh, leader doesn't have to be a VP of HR. It can be a, you know, HR associate if you want to start them or HR manager, however you want to think of that position. But finding somebody who can, A, help you systematize your recruiting and HR process, but also systematize that coaching and mentoring because they can be one of the people that, that meets with the team on a semi-frequent basis. Um, I shouldn't say semi-frequent. On a scheduled um, systemic basis. So let's just say quarterly. Uh, quarterly HR meets with somebody to talk about their skills mapping and their their road for higher learning within your organization. This is so that you can help bring somebody's skills up. And uh, that is a worthwhile goal, not just for the individual who's building the skills and they're learning, but it's extraordinarily worthwhile for your company to have people continuously learning and getting better and better. So not only do we, you know, allow the team to allocate 10% of their time to whatever training they want, like they can look at the training menu, whether it's related to their current job or not, and they can pick anything on there and, and we'll pay for that training and, and we'll also pay them for that 10% of their time to, to go do it. But you need some other allocation uh, on the clock where they can do some additional self-development work. And this is where, whether it's your HR team or the direct manager who's supervising this, you really do want to help bring their skills upward and give them the chance to, you know, increase their, their position and increase their capabilities. And even if that helps them outgrow the job they're in, all the better. Replace that old job and put them in a new position or some other current job that's available that would better fit this new higher skill level and let them grow further. Uh, people do want to grow. People do want to get promotions. Um, we do have to be aware of the uh, so-called Peter principle where people tend to get um, promoted to their level of incompetence. <laughs> so as, as managers and, and particularly if you're the owner of the company, our objective should be to be very thoughtful about people's wants, desires, and uh, competencies. So just because somebody wants to be your COO, maybe they don't have that level of competency and we shouldn't put them under any false illusions. Uh, you don't have to directly say, no, I think you're stupid. You can't do that. But you could say, uh, gosh, before we get our eyes set on the, the big prize, why don't we focus on you know the next step in your career journey and let's get on with that, right? And so that you neither have to dismiss, uh, you know, and be cruel about, you know, how you see their future, nor do you have to validate and go, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. You just have to just kind of deflect it and go, you know what, let's focus on today and let's, let's keep your skills, you know, driving to that next position or that next skill milestone that we have for you. So as much as this probably is outside the comfort zone of a typical e-commerce entrepreneur, I want you to know that it's super important to your people. And that means it's ultimately important to your company. If you understand this, it allows you to 
uh, apply a little bit of time. And again, this is time that you can delegate to someone else, uh, particularly if you have, you know, HR type of people. And they can come in and say, well, all right, let's do a development meeting and let's talk about, you know, here's, you know, the the types of resources we have. What is interesting to you? Or um, what what do you want from this, you know, job? Or wh- where do you see yourself in two years or three years? If you don't understand that watching somebody kind of develop and seeing themselves and grow on the job, if you don't realize how important that is to them, that's their life. Like it's, it's the most important thing to them. And if your, your position at your company can be a conduit for that and be additive to that versus just, you know, flipping burgers at McDonald's, that will mean a lot to them. And it will engender so much more engagement than, you know, just kind of a, you know, show up, punch the clock, do your job, shut up, and uh, you'll get a check at the end of the week. That's not not awesomer. So thinking about what their objectives are and where they want to go, and then being realistic and feasible about, you know, the types of things that you can offer. This is not a spa weekend retreat. We cannot, you know, we're, we're not simply here to uh, fulfill wishes and dreams like uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, we are here to get the job of our business done, but knowing that we are on a path to help somebody grow really helps prevent a lot of problems and a lot of conflicts. Now that brings us to the, the other part of the coaching and mentoring conversation, which is what happens if you had a problem, right? Maybe an employee's performance is below whatever standards is, has been agreed to, or uh, whatever metrics are required. And we need to have those performance plan conversations. And we need to say, gosh, you're struggling. And this is where it's more appropriate to be either the manager, whether they're directly reporting to, or the manager plus HR, if you have that function in your business. And you want to talk through, you know, what's happening? How do we how do we help you overcome this? And you can rely on some of the things that we already have developed in the past, like the key frustrations and, you know, Uh, some of the management techniques we've talked about here to now, all of these things can give you the chance of becoming a mentor to these uh, associates and and colleagues and giving them a a way to work outside of the problem uh, and and overcome that problem instead of being kind of labeled as, uh, you know, no longer performing and got to go. So having you know, both the opportunity for them to succeed and also for the opportunity to, let's say, um, recalibrate the position, assuming they're not meeting expectations, I think are important things. And the last word I'll say on this is that opportunity to recalibrate when things aren't going great, I think is an important one. It doesn't always get to happen. So uh, if there's ever a values breach, that's kind of like a you're immediately you're out. Uh it's not a, a delicate conversation. It's like, no, values breach, gonzo, see you later, lock them out, and let's let's move on with our lives. Still, you know, uh, depending on the situation, uh, you can handle those things with the appropriate levels of empathy. So now, for clarity, we've had people steal from us. We've had people, you know, steal vehicles, steal money, um, steal products. You know, when you have had hundreds and hundreds, I'm sure many thousands of employees over the course of years, you're going to have weird stuff come up. Uh, and I got no problem firing them on the spot, 
calling the cops and documenting the heck out of all of that. But when somebody's been with you for some period of time, especially the longer they've been with you, they deserve the chance to get right. And so the BDMs, if they haven't surfaced it and the problem consists uh, persists, then you want to dig into that problem more explicitly and work on some sort of performance plan. Again, this can be a system. You document it. Hey, we both agree you're not hitting the job uh, as it needs to be hit, you know, performance metrics wise. And the, as, as a company, we're saying it's not okay, but we're also saying we're here to work with you. And so how do you and I work this out? You document all that stuff and then you measure that uh, over the appropriate period of time, whether it's a week or a month or ongoing for some period of time. And then you readjust and go, did this work? Yep, everything's back to back to good. Or maybe that's the point. You have surfaced some um, personal issue that needs to be addressed. And maybe they've earned a level of either discretion or time uh, and loyalty from you that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very conscious of relationship equity. And so if somebody's been with me for a long time, you know, I have wonderful humans that I've had the pleasure of working with for over two decades, right? So people that I've worked with over two decades, and I wouldn't want to lose them for any reason. And so if if they face some lightning bolt, I'm right there at their side. I got their back, right? I want to be there. And even if there's some short-term financial discomfort for me or, you know, non-optimized ROI, that they've already earned that equity in the relationship. And I'm I'm going to be there for them, just as I know they have been there for me low these many years. By the same token, that math is, is you know, if somebody's brand new and they're not showing up, almost regardless of the reasons, I don't have enough relationship equity to uh, spend on that. I got to just move on. And listen, you can say I'm callous. You can say I'm... Um, I don't know, you know, a bleeding heart. I, you can say whatever you want, but that's how I do stuff. And I think there's some lessons that you can take away and inform your own decisions on what kind of manager you want to be. Uh, all right, so mentoring and building of relationships, obviously quite important, but particularly as it relates to cust- uh, excuse me, employees and team members. If you can't be a good coach, if you can't be a good mentor, or you can't develop your your managers to be coaches and mentors, you you at least should get HR in there to help you with it. And at some point, you're going to want HR to really take the heavy lifting off of you when it comes to recruiting and the interview processes and all of the systems in HR, which we won't have time to get to. But all of those, that's a whole nother system and a whole nother process. And uh, yep, you've guessed it. A lot of that's already mapped in parsimony. Uh, anyway, everybody, I hope that you understand our objective here. Developing and maintaining amazing team members over the long haul is ultimate in terms of retention, equity, and benefit for not just ourselves as uh, greedy capitalist business owners, but for our people as well. Everybody wins if we do it right. Thank you. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye.